Hey, everybody. Mike Bell here with Local News Live. I am talking to Alyssa Markline and Madeline Lieber, both members of Crypto Chicks. We're going to talk about NFTs and we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. First ladies, thank you for joining me. And how are you both doing? Thank you for having us, Mike. We're doing great today. It's Friday here and I'm based in Seattle, as is Maddie. Um, very excited to have us on here today. All Thanks, right. Mike. Yes. So whoever wants to go first, just go ahead. Um, okay. NFTs and cryptocurrency. This is something more recent. This is a more modern development. So I'm kind of interested in hearing both of your stories. Like I said earlier, when we were chatting, I don't think a lot of kids grow up thinking, I can't wait to get into digital cryptocurrency and NFTs. Uh, how did you kind of come into where you are now? Uh, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, sure. so I started uh, my career working in the tech industry, as Maddie will share as well, and started investing first in cryptocurrencies just from purely an investment perspective. And then as I started to learn about NFTs and the impact for community-based growth and social impact in the world, that was something that was really excited for me. And taking my experience in the tech world where there was not a lot of women, I would say the vast majority of meetings that I would have, I would be the only woman in the room. And I noticed a very similar trend in the world of NFTs and crypto. And so I really wanted to be a part of an organization that helped to drive that change and impact to introduce more women into the world of Web3, which is what is known as the industry where people are working in crypto and blockchain and in NFTs. So that's how I ended up here today. Maddie? Similarly, started investing from a personal perspective. Uh, an advisor and professor in college was really big into blockchain early, early days um, and just got me interested in it from a technical perspective. I was really interested in the implementation. Um, and then NFTs just kind of came up over the summer and I had lots of friends talking about them. But I wasn't interested in the, you know, kind of amorphous animal uh, series that were going on at the time. And I felt like women oriented projects were much more aligned with my personal interests. I had been, you know, at Google and at Meta running uh, organizations that were dedicated to supporting women in technology. And this felt like kind of the next step for me that made sense. So I've been so excited to be here. It feels like it's really kind of my mission or passion that I found. Wonderful. All right. So tell me about Crypto Chicks. First off, how did you two come together? And then how did Crypto Chicks get formed, I suppose? Yeah, it was actually a project started by a brother-sister duo um, over in Russia. We started as community members. We just loved the project. We're really interested in the community. We felt like it was kind of our home away from home. And we <laughs> realized we were spending so much more time in the Web3 sphere with crypto and NFTs in our NFT community than we were in our own real jobs. And so over the past couple of months, we've kind of Rosen up to be the leadership team have taken over the project. Um, and it's it's been a fantastic experience. We've been able to kind of expand the mission a little bit. So it originally started as a project that was dedicated towards celebrating the diverse inner beauty of um, women, you know, from around the world. And we've double clicked on that a little bit to expand even further, um, focusing on supporting women across their Web3 journeys, wherever that might be. So we can talk a little bit about um, how we're actually doing that and some of the initiatives upcoming in the future. But that's kind of the main gist of how we got involved and uh, where we are now. All right. All right. And so basically, what what is... 
this is a this is a very short question that could lead to a very long explanation. But I'm sure both of you are kind of skilled when it comes to boiling this down. Tell me a little bit about NFTs and tell me a little bit about cryptocurrency. We talked about this a little bit before we hit record, but basically pretend I don't know much, which isn't much to pretend. Pretend I don't know much about crypto and about NFTs. Let's start with crypto. Yes. So crypto is based on the blockchain. And basically what this is, it's a huge decentralized network where everything that you're doing is validated and approved by people from all around the world. And so it removes this one centralized governing body. So for example, in the payments world, a network like Visa or the banks that we know and are familiar with. And so for us in our daily lives, it's safe to depend on those companies, but for people around the world, they don't like to have that much centralization of power in one entity. And so spreading it out all over in terms of verification and authentication from a security perspective, but also from processing things like me sending you money, Mike, for example, can be very simple with cryptocurrency. The big difference between cryptocurrency and NFTs is the uniqueness component. So for example, if I own one Bitcoin in this great world where I own one Bitcoin, one whole Bitcoin, you also own one Bitcoin. Our Bitcoins are the same. There's no difference much between the Bitcoin I own and the Bitcoin that you own. So Whereas the exchange. Exactly. So they're, they're equivalent, meaning. Um, whereas in the world of NFTs, it's very unique. So I own an NFT and it is uniquely different from the NFT that you own. And the NFT itself living on the blockchain is verifiable proof that I am the one sole unique owner of that specific asset. So if we think about it from the perspective of designer bags. I love this example. Uh, for example, if, if we have a Chanel bag, you could have a thousand copies of that Chanel bag and you would never know realistically which one is the true authentic Chanel bag that could be bought and resold thousands of times on eBay. And Chanel, the brand would never know what's happening beyond their first primary sale of it. In the world of NFTs, you would have a proof and authentication that that one asset that you own is in fact the real and only individual asset of it. Um, Mehdi, do you want to talk a little bit about the different use cases in the future for this beyond just the pictures and images that we are we're using right now in the world of NFTs? Yes, where Alyssa loves her uh, designer bag example, I love the example of anything that we do right now that's inefficient, that's a transaction, right? We do these through middlemen because we need to have trust on either side that the alternate party is going to do what's required for that type of agreement or transaction. Um, in a future state, we don't need any of those middlemen. So all of these atomic transactions that we do that are particularly inefficient and stored in buildings, in filing cabinets somewhere in the basement of some, you know, downtown area now can be done on the blockchain through NFTs. So this means that, um, Michael, your house or your daughter's birth certificate, uh, right. the, the, your car, for example, can all be eventually um, transacted through NFTs, which will be an incredible use case for empowering um, areas that have very low administrative infrastructure ability, right? You can be a very small town that now uses this technology and doesn't need to build up your systems on your own. Um, it also means that you as an individual can start up a business that would require in the past a lot of administrative overhead, but you don't need to because you can now use this distributed technology. Right, right. So that's probably 
actually that probably isn't probably that is probably the i said it again that is the best explanation i've heard when it comes to nfts and crypto is how it's all about ease of use taking real value and being able to transmit it uh, in any way shape or form you choose to to be able to basically it's all about convenience and a lot about cutting out the uh, uh middle people i should say so tell me a little bit more, though, just in case for our viewers who are definitely not familiar with this, like me, tell me a little bit more about the blockchain. How does that work? And, and what I don't even know why it's called a blockchain, but I do understand it, it's basically a very long receipt. Is that right? That was the example that I usually give, right? It is the world's longest ledger that contains all of the transaction history that's ever been completed on it, right? And so these are stored, these individual line items of transactions that says, um, you know, Michael sent Alyssa $5, Alyssa then purchased this asset. She then transitioned this asset to Maddie. That's all stored on the blockchain. And the reason it's called the blockchain is because each of those individual transactions take up space. They're wrapped up into a block and put forever onto that chain, verified across the network of uh, nodes that Alyssa had kind of mentioned earlier, trying not to get too technical. And all of them approve and say, yep, that's exactly what happened. And then it's locked in forever. All right. All right. And so basically, uh, uh, with with that kind of uh, being said and spoken with, what is next? What is, uh, well, not next, but what is Crypto Chicks doing right now to kind of empower women to get into NFTs, to get into a cryptocurrency? And uh, what are the plans for the future? Yeah. So Crypto Chicks is an organization that is, as you said, specifically dedicated to empowering women within Web3, within crypto, within NFTs. And there's a lot of different ways that we're doing that. One of the biggest barriers to entry to this market, we feel, is education. So how can we create community-based networks where people feel like it's not so scary, it's easy to learn, and you're learning alongside peers and people that you really enjoy speaking with, engaging with, and we make it a little bit fun. So programs like that, that are basically created to help women enter the space from an investor perspective. We also like to think a lot about how can women be more than just investors in the world of crypto and NFTs? How can they be builders? How can they be operators? And so putting together programs to enable women to launch companies, launch businesses, teach them the skill sets to be able to operate in the space in more of a founder entrepreneur type of capacity beyond just participating in the market from a collector investor perspective. One of the, um, we, we try to focus on individual personas or user journeys, right? And what they might experience engaging in the Web3 ecosystem. So one of those personas that we've been heavily focused on are over the past month or so, and likely we'll see throughout um, the remainder of the quarter, um, is the, the creative lens, right? And so women artists and designers, how do we enable and support them in the ecosystem along with um, empowering them to kind of drive forward their own pathways? And so we have a couple really fun initiatives that have been super meaningful to Alyssa and I in terms of basically aligning with our mission, vision, values. We've launched a women artist fund, so we collect individual pieces from um, emerging women artists in the space. And then we create a platform to celebrate their stories, bring visibility to their brand and their artistic endeavors, and then give them away to our community. So it's really just um, a way for us to support and then distribute that value across. And then we also recently have launched our design collective, 
um, which will be dedicated to supporting emerging women fashion designers, jewelry designers, beauty creatives, basically teaching them the skill sets that are needed for them to engage in the Web3 ecosystem. Because as we think about the emerging space, there's going to be tons of market value there. People, I mean, depends on the, the research studies that you read, but it's between a one and $10 trillion industry in the future. And so it's really important that we start lowering that barrier to entry and lowering the friction for emerging women designers, small businesses to get involved. Otherwise, we'll see huge brands and conglomerates that have the you know, R&D teams and the huge budgets um, to be able to learn these skills and develop the ecosystem and the support structures themselves, they'll take and eat up all of that market share. Um, but it's a space that's really relatively easy to learn once you kind of get over that educational barrier. So creating programs and platforms to teach women, business, business owners, designers, the skill sets that they need to participate in Web3, and then having a launch pad with thousands and thousands of community members ready and so have such a serious appetite um, for their creations is going to be really cool. So we're excited to get that off the ground over the next month or so. Absolutely. Absolutely inspiring. Ladies, thank you so much. First off for a educating me more than I ever thought I would be educated about NFTs, cryptocurrency and Web3, but also for taking the time to talk to me. So if people want to find out more about crypto chicks and thus NFTs, cryptocurrency, and Web3. Uh, what's the social media? What's the website? Yeah, our website is pretty simple. It's cryptochicks.app. I would recommend for people that are curious about NFTs, about crypto, a lot of that world lives on Twitter. And so I recommend getting a Twitter. Our Twitter, if people want to follow it, is NFT Crypto Chicks. Pretty simple and easy to remember. But that's a great way to dip your toe in the water and start learning by following thought leaders and people who are sharing a lot of educational materials, because that's where a lot of the communities are built with really, really big audiences and sharing lots of interesting insights for people to start kind of learning a little bit more about the ways that this world works. 